0: You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Devoted Podcast. Coming today from my closet again. I've uh, not been in my closet for the last couple episodes. I've been recording in other places, and so I'm back in the closet. And it's kind of a funny setup today. It's very rainy here in Portland. Guys, we've had just the drippiest weather. And I'm truly, truly, I'm really trying to not complain because... There are lots of places that just would love to have our rain. So, and I'm trying to remind myself of when the fire seasons come and that kind of stuff that we, we will be glad for a wetter ground. I don't know if it works that way. Can the ground like save it up until August when we really need it? I don't know how these things work, but but it's very rainy. And so I was coming into my closet to have our little chat today. And I actually am kind of thinking of this one as a bit of a chat. So just get comfy or wherever you're at on your walk or on your drive or folding your laundry my hope was always to make the podcast feel very conversational. But this one might feel even a little bit more so because I just um, have some things on my heart that I just kind of want to go off script a little bit and just kind of just chat. But I brought myself into the closet today and I it, sometimes the only complaint I have in my closet is I've got these crazy, like really bright overhead lights, like one of those tube light bulbs that are kind of blinding. And I just don't like that. And you know, when it's, it's kind of gray. And while I'd love some blue sky, I don't know, there's kind of a coziness to the gray. So then coming into my closet with like the stark light is kind of weird. So I actually turned the lights out in my closet, which makes it pitch black, because there's no windows. And then I brought in a little lamp so I can at least see something. So I don't know if you ever want to visualize the weirdness that I'm recording from right now. Well, there you have it. It's a little strange today. But it's good. So yesterday we had the second birthday anniversary I don't know what they call these things of the devoted podcast so you guys know whatever this is coming out you're like oh that was a couple weeks ago well that's when this one will drop is probably a couple weeks from now but we had that second anniversary and we did just kind of a fun giveaway on Instagram I came on and did a quick video and we announced a giveaway and I thought man the best thing to give away for the devoted podcast is to give away some Bibles and I know lots of people you're like oh I have lots of Bibles but I'm hoping that if you were one of the ones that won a Bible, because by now the giveaway will be done. That man, if it doesn't bless you, you get to bless somebody else with it too. Because that's why we're here with the devoted podcast. You know, if whether you're brand new or you have are one of those that's listened to all 80 plus of the episodes, which there are those of you out there, I have to say, my goodness was I blessed by reading all of you guys' comments and the things that you dropped in as far as like what was your favorite episode. Some of you guys even talked about why. And wow, some powerful ways that the Lord has met you. And it was encouraging. It was really humbling to see how, you know, just this isn't much. I mean, I just described to you guys literally the most, you know, I don't know, pretty lame setup, not lame and uh, low tech because, you know, we do have a computer and I got a great mic. But I mean, I'm not bringing anything that classy to the table here. But that isn't the point, is it? The point is that we're talking about the word of God. That's what I want to do over and over and over. You know, when I was thinking about why this podcast, why have I done this? Why are you even listening to this? And my hope is that it isn't because you are listening to me. Goodness, no. The point is to have you look to your Bible. For you to have something in your day or once a week or on a podcast platform, and hopefully you're having the word, you're taking the word every single day, but you have something where we can just chew on God's word and what it has to say about fill in the blank, all of it. Because the Bible does have something to say in all facets of our life. And I want us to just be able to sit and and be able to chat about that and be able to look to that and just realize over and over, be reminded of the things of how we see Jesus through the whole counsel of scripture, how we see him meet us in really personal ways. And so many of you guys, like I said, in those comments that you guys were dropping on the podcast, there's been some impactful ways that the word has really reached into your situation just right when you need it. And isn't the Lord good to do that? You know, he just knows where you're at. His word is just so faithful and he's so faithful. He's right there with us in all of the things that we're into. So if you're new or if you've been around and you just need a reminder, that's the why of this podcast. It's just the word we just want to be women that are fully devoted to God's word and we don't want to view God's word as a i don't know something to check off nor do we want to view it as something that we slap onto our situation and it just is a feel good text that makes it all better that isn't necessarily how things are intended to be either we really want God's word to measure us and we don't want to measure it so that's the why of the podcast that's why we keep doing this we have a couple more episodes here in this I don't really do seasons guys. I'm just not that sophisticated, but we have a few more coming up. And then I do take that summer break. Oh, so hard for me to take that summer break, but I really do know that that is something that the Lord has asked me to do. And, you know, we do need those buffers and those spaces where we can, you know, not always go at a million miles an hour for sure. So just so you know, that is coming up. Don't be disheartened. I'm gonna do the last podcast that we do. We're gonna talk about something that we're gonna kind of launch throughout the summer. So that will be coming up, but I'll let you know about that. And then also hopefully just to give you guys some other ideas on where you might go and maybe be praying about that. Where would you be studying this summer? What kinds of things would you be listening to this summer? Not if, but where? You know, and what would that look like? But, you know, pray about that. That's a little hint of where we're going to talk about today, because we are going to talk about prayer. Before I go to that, I just want to also give a little bit of a reminder that probably by the time you hear this, there's going to already be signups that are on the website at athewomen.com for you to sign up for the Renewed Conference. And this is the second Renewed Conference we've done. Last year, you may remember, we brought in Alisa Childers, and it was It was just amazing to hear her speak. If you did not get to hear that when she came, there are three sessions and they're on the website. You can go back and listen to those. They are fantastic. And she has a podcast as well, Elisa Childers podcast, that there's a lot of great stuff on there that you can check out. This year, we're not bringing a speaker in. We are going to have several uh, gals from ATHE. I'm gonna be speaking. Debbie Metter's gonna be speaking. And Sharon Fox is also going to be speaking. And you may know some of those names. You may not know any of those names. Well, if you're listening to this, you may have heard of my name, but other than that, that might be new to you. But I wanted to kind of give you guys, and this isn't going to shock you if if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, it's probably not going to shock you that I like to look at women's conferences a little differently than perhaps is maybe the norm right now. I really... Believe just like we do here on the podcast that what we need as women is we need to have the word of God in front of us. We don't need a lot of feel good fluff. We don't need someone to just tell us we're pretty. No, we really need to know what God's word says and we really need the meat of God's word. And we've talked about all kinds of things on the podcast, right? We've talked about, you know, theology even recently, and that that's not really that unattainable goal or that's not some unattainable study that we are to just not venture into god wants us to know him and he desires for us to study his word know his character as much as our finite minds can do grasp the attributes of who god is and he invites us to do that and that's what we want really want to do so when i say we're going to do a, a conference Don't hear that that's like probably your typical women's conference of just kind of, it's just not going to be fluffy. I really want us to look at our Bibles. and And I really think, especially in these days that we're in, that we need to step up our game a bit. And we need to equip ourselves. We need to be able to equip our families and friends. And in order to do those things that we need to really go there and we need to be able to look at what the Word of God says. So we call it the Renewed Conference because the Word of God renews us thoroughly, right? Read Romans 12, too, and you're going to kind of see where we where we get our anchor for that conference. And I don't know, I'm not going to say, guys, that we'll do a conference every single year. I really do just pray about it and see, like, Lord, is this what you have for us in this season? And there will be other times that we perhaps will bring in a speaker. For this one, I just felt differently. I felt like uh, this is the direction that we wanted to go for this summer. So, that is what we're going to be doing. It's end of June. It's June 25th and 26th. I believe that's a Friday and Saturday. And if I just misspoke, sorry, check your calendars. It's Friday and Saturday, end of June, and then check the website, go to aethywomen.com and sign up for that. So the other great thing about the conference, yep, it's some more sessions where we really get to dig into the word, get to hear from, you know, different women and that kind of stuff. But it's also a really great time to bring a friend. It's a great time for you to meet other women at Athe. We have time in the middle. It has an option that you can buy lunch on Saturday and we do a box lunch from Panera and you guys can kind of go off somewhere on the property and just kind of eat. Hopefully it's going to be really nice last year. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was 116 degrees the day of the renewed conference. It was real hot. So Hopefully, we won't have that hot of weather, but hopefully it'll be a, a great day. And if it is really hot, we have great air conditioning and we can be inside. And But it does give you guys some time to be able to talk and, and meet some people and that kind of stuff. So I really do want to have that good fellowship side as well, as well as just some really concrete time in the Word of God. So... Want you to kind of know what that looks like. And I hope that you will join us there in June because we do have a break in June. We don't have Devoted Live in June, July, and August. That's our, you know, once a month gathering where we are there in the building. So the conference is kind of our big time to be all together for that. Okay, kind of a lot of announcements. I know, I told you, see, today's gonna be kind of just a little bit of a chat. One of the things that I wanted to look at just a, a bit, we have been in the Proverbs study and we have been, Which, by the way, if, man, if you're joining us, uh, this is where I wish I could just hear you guys on the other side, because this has been a really, really rich study. And I, man, I've just loved to see how the Lord has revealed himself and even his, uh, his, the guidance he has for us in our own sanctification as we've walked through Proverbs. It has been hard hitting at times, but it's been really good. But we we're talking about friendship. Last week, boy, that one really hit me because I have been so blessed by people that have come alongside me at different seasons in my life. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not following us along in the Proverbs. No big deal. It's not like you would have had to do all the homework or something to get where we're going on this podcast. But I was thinking a little bit about the Aaron and her and Moses story in Exodus 17, and we and we talked about this briefly on the study that night, and the story that is there in exodus 17 is that joshua is going into battle and moses tells him that he's going to go down into the battle but that he will be up on on the hill he'll be up on the mountain and he'll be interceding for him he'll be and and it says moses goes on the mountain and he would raise his staff and as he'd raise his staff whenever he was raising his staff which is a, a is a picture of of him interceding on behalf of joshua to the lord and he raises his staff and Over time, as the battle is being fought there in the valley, when he would notice that whenever his arms would drop, well, the battle started not going so well. And when he would lift his hands once again, they would start succeeding, they would start winning. And His friends that are with him there, and I mean that not necessarily in the title term, maybe they were actually good friends of his, but in more so the activity with the action in which they were doing for Moses, Aaron and her are there beside Moses and they look around and first of all, they find him a rock to sit on. So they find a rock, give Moses a break, let him sit down. And then one on one side, one on the other, they just hold Moses's arms up for him so that the battle can succeed down below. And it's such a great picture of sometimes I think we can identify us as one or the other. There's seasons in life where maybe you're the Aaron and her for someone that you are needing to lift that person up. And I think the picture here is we're looking at with prayer here. You're specifically lifting up that Moses, that person in prayer. And Then sometimes you're the Moses that's sitting on the rock needing to be lifted up. But there's two different camps there. And I think we're all there at different seasons in our life, right? Sometimes we are that in that moment where our arms just can't lift anymore. And the Lord brings some alongside you to do the lifting for you. Maybe when you don't even know how to pray, they're the one that is doing that for you. They're the one that are lifting your arms. Or sometimes, you know, you are the Aaron and her. And you are the one that is coming alongside someone and putting aside maybe what your own concerns are and all the things that you might be going through and lifting up someone else in a really crucial way. And I love that picture so much because, yeah, I think it's relatable and I think we can all see ourselves in one or the other. But I mean, picture it, though. I mean, when you're in that moment when you feel like Moses and you feel like you're just going to collapse like that, that's what it looks like there. And then you have this picture of someone coming alongside you, the prayer of other people lifting you up. And then the result was that the work of God was accomplished down in the valley. I mean, how cool is that? But I wanted to just throw that story out there again. Like I said, I know we talked about that in Proverbs, but I wanted to do a little bit of a check-in on what are you praying for right now? Are you the one being prayed for? Maybe you're doing the praying you're probably doing a little bit of both you know but what are you praying for back at the beginning of this year when we had our new mercies event we kind of talked about something that i really wanted to make sure stayed on the forefront of our minds throughout this year and hopefully it won't just stay on the forefront of our minds this year but always you know and it's the fact that prayer is so important And it is not something that we just tack on at dinner or tack on at the end of our day or the beginning of our day. Lord, you know, give us safety as we go out or, you know, Lord, bless this day or bless this food. I'm not saying those things aren't good, but prayer is so, so much more than that. I wanted to start with that picture of Aaron and her and Moses, because I think I want you to like physically get the picture. Maybe if you could feel your arms just getting real, real tired real tired. It's prayer that is the thing that comes alongside and lifts us up and brings us through those valley seasons. We could talk about several scriptures as it relates to prayer, but I want to give you a couple of my favorites. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Such an amazing invitation reminder that Paul is reminding the Philippians that starting out like, man, first of all, just don't worry. Just stop being anxious about it. Man, if we could just even stop that sentence right there, right? There's something to be camped out on just on that. Do not be anxious. And it doesn't even say about some things. No, it says do not be anxious about anything. We could all use that. Maybe that is the only piece of that verse that you need to tape to your dashboard or your mirror, but don't be anxious. Isn't that interesting right now as we're living in a day where there seems to be something that we can worry about at every turn and we're fed the idea that anxiety and to be fearful, like that's just, man, that should just be the meat and potatoes these days. Everybody, you should be, you're almost irresponsible. My goodness, according to the world, if you're not anxious or fearful about this or this or whatever. That is not what the word says at all, is it? Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, anything. But the cool thing is that Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, does not just leave us with don't be anxious, just telling us what to do. Just don't do it, right? That's kind of hard sometimes when you're like, well, (laughs) that's great. You're telling me not to do it, but I'm having a hard time just not doing it. But he tells us how. And he says how you don't be anxious in everything. It says, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So let's just camp out on those two just for a second. It says by prayer and supplication, meaning the things that we just need to ask. We just need to ask. Now, what is behind this entire verse, of course, is the person that we're asking things to you know, the God that is so good. And that and that's why it is so important that we study scripture and we see uh, the character of God on every page and we see the love that Jesus has. All of the things that we can learn as we go through scripture, that's so important to know that that is what's behind our prayer. That's who we're praying to. And that should give us great comfort, right? If we were praying to, you know, perhaps some Even like the most amazing pastor, someone that you've gleaned so much from, maybe at your church or an author that you read that you've just gleaned so much from, they're still human. They're still sinners. But this is the one that is behind who we're praying to, actually can do something about your situation, actually can affect change, controls the whole world, and is perfect and good. How comforting is that? So when you read, do not be anxious about anything. Okay. Okay. Kind of hard, but by everything by prayer and supplication. Okay. Then it's giving us the how to. We can ask, but remember what who we're asking things to. We're asking things from a just a good God who loves us and knows us personally, very very personally and deeply. And He He knows your situation and knows you better than you do. Isn't that amazing to think about that? That is the level in which the God that we pray to and we ask our requests to. That's how much he knows us and that's how much he loves us far beyond what we can imagine. You continue the verse, it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication, and then it says with thanksgiving. I love that with thanksgiving is in there because the idea that we should just have a heart and an overflow of thanksgiving, sometimes we do need a little bit of a shot in the arm about that. It's been raining here in Portland, it feels like, for 40 days and 40 nights, right? With thanksgiving. We sometimes do need that attitude adjustment of going, okay, yep, it's not great that it's been raining forever or it feels like it, but there's things to be thankful for that. You know, I tried to bring in the fire season. I don't, I actually don't even know if that helps out, but put things in your whatever situation that things feel a little dark and gloomy oh, but what can you be thankful for? And there are things that are countless to be thankful for, regardless of how bad your situation is. You know, at the, at the end of the day, if you have nothing else that you can possibly find to be thankful for, which I bet you could, at the end of the day, if you strip it all down, even if you can't find anything else to be thankful for, and I would imagine that you can, but the fact that if you are a Christian who believes that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave and you've accepted and believed that and confessed that with your mouth, then you know that you get to spend eternity in heaven and not in hell. And that is an absolute reality. That is an absolute truth. So if you had nothing else to be thankful for, if those things are true, you have something huge to be thankful for. Another scripture, Mark 11, 24, this is Jesus talking. He says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I was thinking about this passage because sometimes it can feel like when someone asks you the question of what are you praying for, you might have quite a list. You might have a lot of things that you've been praying for, for maybe weeks, maybe months, maybe years. Maybe you have things that you have been praying for, for literally years that you're like, man, I don't see how this is ever going to happen, you know? I want to give you a couple of things of encouragement on this one. One of them is to say that, first of all, don't ever stop praying. The things that you might not see right away, you don't know how those things will work out. I was talking to one of um, our Titus Two ladies at church, and she's a faithful mentor and friend. And we were talking about, you know, you guys have heard me on the podcast when I've talked about my dad's prayers and how my dad, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to... Uh, some podcasts that I've done on prayer. I might have even talked about it in Grief Observed too. I honestly think you guys remember the things that I say far better than I do. But my dad used to have prayer journals where he was just a faithful, faithful prayer warrior. And he would pray scripture in particular for all of his kids and, and people in his life. And I have now, I, obviously I didn't see these things when he was living, but after he died and we saw his journals and we could see all of these, I mean, Guys, books and books and books, pages and pages and pages of daily praying for his kids, praying for my mom. Often after most of them, he had a scripture reference and he had sort of a code that he would kind of shorten what the scripture reference would be so he could pray that scripture for them. But I was thinking about how my dad and Judy at church, the Titus 2 gal that I was talking to, we were talking about, you know, my dad prayed for me, well, my whole life for sure. He prayed all the way, I think, until the very last moment when he probably couldn't pray anymore. And I know that he was praying for me. and I have I have physical evidence of it. I know that he told me he was praying for me, you know, during his life. But, you know, parents say those things They're like, well, yeah, I'm praying for you. But sometimes I don't think we stop and go, oh, what does that mean? And do we just chalk it off? as like, oh, that's a nice thing to say. That's like an encouraging thing to say. I'm praying for you. But there's so much more behind that. And I was thinking about the things that the Lord has put in my lap to do today, the ministry that he has asked me to walk in right now. These are things that, to be honest, I don't think I was even in a place that the Lord, that I could have been used in this way prior to when my dad was here, you know? But I was thinking about, wow, all the things that those prayers really are being answered right now. And my dad didn't even get to see it in his lifetime. You know, he was praying for every day, probably more than once a day, for years throughout my life for really different things that he didn't even know how they were going to actually work out. But I know that the ways in which the Lord is answering those prayers that he prayed years ago in ways that my dad didn't even get to see. You might be praying for something right now that you might not get to see how the Lord brings it all together. But in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, it says, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. I think we need to be encouraged that, man, if we're praying for something and we just haven't seen exactly how the Lord is going to work it out, first of all, keep in mind that he might work it out in a completely different way than you had ever intended. I guarantee you, um, my dad would have, I wouldn't take it from him, of course, because he is in the best possible place, but his human self, his fleshly self would have loved to see his kids and his grandkids and the things that they're doing right now, right? But that isn't how the Lord had that all to work out. That was good, but those prayers were still answered. Absolutely. So believe that you have received, believe that the Lord will be faithful to meet and answer that prayer, even if it's in a way and if it's in a timing that might not have been your preference, it is always for the best as the Lord puts it together. I love how 1 Thessalonians 5.17 reminds us to pray without ceasing. It's a super short verse, right? We always memorize that when we're little or we teach it to our kids. Pray without ceasing. What does that look like? I think that this is so important, guys. The times that you pray does not have to be in the morning when you have you know, your five minutes of quiet time. It doesn't need to be just at night when at dinner. I mean, pray without ceasing. You can literally just pray all day long. I remember one time early on when my kids were really little, and I would think I was at one of Debbie's mom time. Debbie met her; she used to do mom time where it was in a house and it was just like a, a small group. And I remember her saying one time, and if she hears this, she's probably gonna go, "That's really odd that that's the thing that sticks out." But it does. I remember her saying that she would pray about, "Lord, what should we have for dinner?" And at the time, I thought, "You really pray about what you're gonna have for dinner?" But it stuck with me because I thought about first of all, there is nothing too small. There's nothing too big. Neither one that I mean, we can we can pray about anything. And, you know, when Debbie was giving that example, it was in a time in, in their life and in their marriage that, man, they were really had to be very careful with their budget. And they were trying, you know, as her job, she was trying to be very mindful of that and how she spent her money doing grocery shopping and all of those kinds of things. And so that was something that she would even bring that to the Lord and say, oh, Lord, how should we spend the money this week for this and all of that? I hope that you don't hear that and go, well, that seems like a silly thing to pray for. It is not. And I wonder sometimes if we need to be reminded that the Lord is not bored. He's not frustrated that, oh, well, you're not bringing very credible prayers my way or you're not. No, that is just the enemy whispering, telling you not to be praying. You can pray about anything, little and big. And the thing that I find that the more conversational that. I am with the Lord throughout my day, the more at peace I stay because I'm doing less of being anxious and I'm doing less of thinking about the things that really are completely out of my control, but I'm doing more so of just every little thing, just giving it to the Lord, having that conversation, Lord, is this the right direction to go on that? And no, it doesn't mean you're going to hear an audible voice back. I don't think that that is necessarily what we're going for with prayer. We do have ways that the Lord does absolutely speak. Absolutely. And typically the way that is, is you're holding it in your hands when when you're open in the word. That is how the Lord speaks. But just having this conversation with the Lord throughout the day, pray without ceasing. Don't quit. Just keep praying. Another thing I wanted to throw out there for moms is... I'm pulling on all kinds of advice today. I've I've brought in Debbie and uh, Judy Pierce. Well, now I'm going to throw in Judy Slaughter (laughs) because Judy Slaughter one time she was talking about an example. And I actually think this was just maybe I heard her say this in a group or maybe it was just one on one. But she was talking about when her kids would go to school and she would go sometimes and she would go into each of their rooms and pray for her kids. And she would sit on their beds and, you know, just ask the Lord to even show her, you know, things that she should be in tune to, things that are going on in maybe her kids' lives, maybe she just didn't even know. And I've done this. I I followed her advice and I've done this several times where, I, I mean, I'm always praying for my kids, but to do this, actually going into their room, sitting on their beds and just, just praying for your kids. I think that's really important to do. And I would tell you, Be prepared for the Lord to show you some stuff. He really might open your eyes to see something that your kids might be struggling with that perhaps they've never even breathed a word to you about. But going in and just sitting there, maybe being a little bit quiet and just asking the Lord how you can be praying for your kids. Really important to do. One of the things that are so fun to do, you know how if you have something that you maybe do have a concern about, The temptation we often have as gals is to talk about it with someone. We want to call our mom. We want to call our best friend. Maybe we want to tell our husband about all the things that are bugging us. And we tell them and get all concerned about it and that kind of stuff. But the times when you don't do any of those things and you see something and you just pray for it, and maybe the only place where it's recorded outside of your mind is in your prayer journal, that you write it down and you pray for this thing. And then to do nothing else, never talk about it to anyone other than the Lord. And then when you see that thing come to fruition and whatever the way the Lord has it, wow, it is powerful. This has happened to me several times, but one of the times it really sticks out is I remember one of my kids, I was just noticing they were just kind of in a season of life where they just didn't have a lot of joy. They just seem to be really down a lot. And, you know, you try to give them the old pep talk after school and like, oh, it's, you know, it's not so bad. And try to ignore those kids or, you know, whatever the things are that were bothering bothering them. But I just remember noticing he just he just didn't have a lot of joy. He was pretty introspective during the season. And, and that's not always bad, but when you get that feeling that they're missing a little bit of that light. And The Lord just impressed upon me to just pray for him. I didn't share it with my husband, Chris. I didn't talk to my son about it. All I did was pray about this. Now, this can be something that you may have something like this. You're like, well, that's great. But I've been doing that for six years and I'm not seeing. Keep, keep going. In this particular case, I remember praying for him for a couple months on this. And I know that's not super long, but sometimes in the moment that feels like a long time. But. I then just noticed after a couple months, he said something, he did something, and I just saw that joy in him. And it just continued. And I realized then after that, this was just a pattern. And to this day, I can look back at this particular kiddo, and he's very joy-filled. He just has a lot of joy, and all for the right reasons. It's great. But I can look at that and go, man, that wasn't because mom had some super insightful or amazing word to share with him. It wasn't because I I talked to my husband and then he and I sat him down and, you know, mapped out a plan and even showed him like scriptures on why you should be joyful and all that. All of those things could be good and the Lord could use those in ways. But don't negate the prayer that goes behind it. And there's been lots of examples of this, of things that I never said a word to of anything, but you just pray about it and then see what the Lord does. Because those are the times that, man, you just got to smile because it it will just be a very tangible reminder of how the Lord truly is with you, walking with you, and he hears every single prayer. I also just want to remind us, and we talked about this in depth on New Mercies of like how we are to pray. You know, sometimes we get all caught up in the thing that prayer has to sound a certain way. We have to sound super spiritual or, you know, some of us really afraid to ever pray out loud that first. I think that is, I don't know, I guess, but I think that seems to be more of a women thing and then a men than a guy thing. But maybe not. I don't know. But a lot of gals super freaked out to pray out loud. And I was one of them. I used to be really freaked out about that. If you think about it, if we just really strip it down and be real honest, it's kind of pride, right? Right. It's just, oh, well, what would this person think? Or what would, well, does any of that matter? Absolutely not. We need to be reminded we're praying to the God who loves us, who created everything, including the mouth that you're using to pray words back to him. So we have nothing to be worried about or freaked out about in the way we pray. And keep in mind, when you're praying and you're out loud, maybe you are getting all sucked into, oh, what is this person going to think? And what is that person going to think? That is not how the Lord is not judging that, right? and probably they're probably not even thinking those things. They're probably going, wow, they're doing better than I would be right now because they have their own insecurities about praying. But all of that aside, it truly is examining the motivation and the heart behind prayer that we're just talking to the Lord. And we don't have to worry about saying the right things or it doesn't matter if it's long or if it's short. It just doesn't. I love when the Bible gives us prescriptives on how we are to pray, you know, the Lord's prayer. And You got to remark, guys, how short it is. It's a really short prayer. You really, truly don't have to, you know, get up in front of people and pray a 45 minute prayer. It was such a short prayer. Or at New Mercies, when we talked about the example of Elijah and the fiery prophet, he calls fire down from heaven. It's an incredibly short, short prayer that called fire down from heaven, because that's how powerful the God we're praying to is. So it's, it's not about our words. It's not about how long our prayers. It's not about, man, I have been a Christian for five minutes or I've been a Christian for 35 years. It is the God who knows you. That's who we're praying to. And that should give you comfort because he's never looking at you with a side eye of like, oh, why'd you pray that? No, never, ever going to happen. You're not going to find a scripture that says that the Lord is judging the way that we pray. So just be reminded, Go maybe go back and look at some of those scriptures, even that we looked at in New Mercies, if you're kind of struggling with the how to pray on that. And I might also even just ask, how are you doing with that? I kind of gave you guys a challenge to make sure prayer is not just attack on. Make sure prayer is something that is central to your walk right now. Let it be the thing that before you open up your Bible in the morning, that you're asking the Lord to show you what he has for you in his word. Let his spirit just guide you in the things that you're studying. Praying for the people that you love and care about. Boy, praying for the people that you don't love and care about. How important is that? The Bible tells us that we're to pray for our enemies. That's a tough one, but we're told to do it. A lot of encouragement in the word, not only on how to pray, which doesn't seem to be that there's a certain flowery words or, you know, all those length of things. Nope. In fact, Jesus was critical of that, right? Like he was critical of the Pharisees that would stand and, and, you know, pray with all their fancy words for everybody to hear them because that was then to point at themselves and not to point to the Lord. So I just wanted to do a little bit of a prayer check-in. What are you praying for? Are you praying for? Do you need prayer? You know, once a month on Instagram, Facebook, we do a How Can We Pray For You post. And if you're not following us on Instagram, I know it's social media, and sometimes, you know, I have kind of a love hate relationship with it, but we really do try to redeem that space there. And I love those How Can We Pray For You days. We have a team of women that read every single one of those and pray over those requests, try to get back to most of you that send those in. But we really, really do pray for every single one of those. Who are we praying for? Who are you praying for? Do you need prayer? You know, it's just something that we really do need. We need it every day, but we need it in these days to be sure, right? We're all fighting a lot of things in this crazy world that feels very upside down. But don't go into these seasons or don't be in the season that you're in right now alone. Reach out to a friend that can be praying for you. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have that friend that can be praying for me. Well, minimally, I would say, pray perhaps that the Lord would bring someone in your life that can be that Aaron and her, or maybe reach out to the church, fill out that prayer request form and let the church body pray for you. But don't think of it as like, oh, my request is not that big a deal. I don't need to, I really don't need to ask for prayer for this. Why? Why? Why would we let others come alongside you and be praying? I was on Marco Polo this morning. I do a lot of my friend life on Marco Polo. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's an app that you basically talk to somebody and it's a video thing, but you can watch it when you want. I don't know. Check it out. It's great. But I was talking to my friend on Marco Polo and she made a reference to the friends that are in the furnace with you. You know, the story from Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how they're thrown into the fiery furnace, these friends, these three friends together. And maybe that's the thing that is most on your heart to pray for a friend that will stand in the fire with you. Because these days do feel a little bit fiery. And I think that the Lord will meet you in that. And maybe he will bring that friend to be in the fire with you. But I also don't want you to forget that picture of the in the fiery furnace. Do you remember the fourth one that showed up in the fire? The fourth one that showed up in the fire was someone that they said was not like man, but was like a God. It was an Old Testament picture called a Christophany of Jesus himself. Jesus was in the fire. So maybe you don't have that friend that is there in the fire, but you will always have Jesus in the fire with you. So talk to him, talk to him, pray without ceasing. Like First Thessalonians said, but keep that conversation going. Be willing to ask for prayer when you need it. And know that the Lord really hears it. Jeremiah 33, 3, I'll end with this. It says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I wonder sometimes if we believe that. Do we believe that God is really gonna answer our prayer? Is he really gonna show us things that we don't understand or how to get out of our situation? I'm telling you, he will, and he does It might look different. The timing might not be what you had anticipated, but the Lord is always there in that. So come to him, bring those requests and just do it all throughout your day. Just be praying and keep that conversation going. So, all right, guys, that's it for this week. I'll be back next week. And like I said, we're gonna have a couple more podcasts, but don't lose heart. We are gonna try to keep some content going throughout the summer. That will be a little bit different than what we've done. But we're gonna, I mean, there's 80 plus episodes out there, guys. So some of you are unbelievable and amazing, and you've seriously listened to every single one, but there's probably a few that you've missed too. And I'm also gonna give you some other ideas for some summer stuff in a couple weeks when I come back with that. So have a great day, but be praying for someone. Find someone that you can pray for, maybe ask someone to be praying for you. Let's just leave that with the Lord. Let's just trust Him in all things. Thank you for tuning in to the Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in West Linn, Oregon. For more resources or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at atheycreek.com.